Hello, hello. I'm your host, Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So today's guest, Amanda Herr. Why do I want to talk to her and why do I want to share her? I'm going to tell you why. Here we are in 2023. Goodbye, January. Goodbye, February. Oh, hello, March. First quarter, one third of the way through. And I don't know, how are our plans going? Hmm. We might have had such great ideas in December and January. Amanda is a career and leadership expert, coach, and mentor who helps mid-career women achieve their unique vision of career success. Now, fancy words. Yes, it's another coach. We can't do this by ourselves, even though we as women think we can. It really helps when you have someone that is going to make you accountable, that maybe has walked in similar shoes and has, you know, said, hey, if you hit this left up here, it might be a little easier or here's what I found. So she is the former vice president of advertising sales for CNN. Former is the keyword. So let's keep listening. So she turns and pivots and now is the career and leadership coach for us. What has she got to say? And I don't think it's going to be easy, but it's nothing that you can't achieve. So with that, I say, welcome, welcome, Amanda. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. I love that intro. I, I love that. <laughs> it, was, it made me sound so awesome. <laughs> you are well, because you are awesome. If you're, well, if we're talking, you, so you are awesome is what I will tell you. Coaching is for me, so important. And I learned this later in life, wish that I knew it earlier, which is why I really do try and shout it from the mountaintop. Because it it does make it a little easier if you get a little support, find a supporting tribe, and know that you can make your mistakes and not beat yourself up and and it will be okay. And it's all all toward whatever the goal is. Exactly. And you know, Coaching in the beginning was thought of as something that was only for people who were not performing, but really coaching is for everyone. And if you think about coaching as in, you know, if you have a sports coach, it's not just for the athletes that aren't performing, it's for every athlete. And it's the same 
type of thing. And there are different coaches that do different things. And so coaching is very important. And most of the time, I would say every good coach has a coach. So I have a coach as well. So, and we're going to get all into that. It's, it's, you know, success leaves its clues. It definitely does. But before we're jumping, we're jumping, we're jumping. Let's start with, tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Okay. So as you mentioned, I was the vice president of advertising sales for CNN. So you know, I spent a long time getting there. I worked really hard. I was with CNN for 17 years in advertising and marketing for 30 years. I had a big job. I was doing really cool things. I was tra- traveling all over the world. I was making a lot of money, but I was just burnt out. I was unhappy. There was a cost to my success. You know, I realized at a certain point that I would be just getting up on stage and basically parroting back what I was told to say to many people. And I wasn't feeling it. I was feeling disingenuous, inauthentic. And I had a four-year-old at home that wasn't getting the time that I wanted to give her. And that wasn't good for me on a mental side of things because I became a mom and I was gone like 75% of the time. So I needed to figure out what was it about this success because I had what everyone told me was kind of the pinnacle of success. I was the person that people went to. They kind of thought of CNN, they thought of me, especially in the Detroit market. Mm -hmm. You know, I was supposed to be this person. And so I was kind of playing a role of the vice president of advertising sales for CNN. I wasn't being who I am. So I realized I didn't even know who that was anymore. I realized I didn't have an idea of who Amanda was outside of the brand of of CNN. I I was living and breathing something that wasn't really real. And it wasn't something that was going to hold my hand at the end of the day, right? So I took the time to figure that out. And I did that in a kind of a funny, weird way. Now, CNN, this was back when coaching was starting to get its druthers as far as that's what high achieving people do. They go and they have a coach or a mentor or both. And so CNN was on that board of let's go and get all of our executives into a coaching program. So I went into this coaching program and yeah, I learned about coaching and I was like, oh my God, I love this. This is amazing. And how do I do what you do? Because this is what I want to do. It was kind of like the really cool stuff I did as a, an executive manager without all the stuff that I didn't like. And they told me what to do. So I went to the Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching. I was certified by the International Coaching Federation as a coach. And I created something that really fit who I am. And it fit the flexibility that I needed in order for me to raise my daughter the way that I wanted to raise her. I am a single mom because again, I worked my butt off all the time. So I never took the time to create relationships. I mean, friendships, God forbid, a partner, right? So I was a single mom. I had chosen to raise my daughter alone and I wanted to be there to do the things and not be away. So that's what I did. And I left and I actually ended up creating this business of mine, Amanda, her coaching about a decade ago. And the cool thing is, is I get to really focus on the women who are like who I was, the Mm -hmm. women who are like mid-career, they kick ass, they're go-getters. They're not done. They don't want to wait until they're, you know, just sit there and squander their time and hope for 65. These are women who just want something that's different. So either that's moving forward where they're at, trying another industry, 
blowing it all up and using their talent for something new. That's who my women are. And it's just such a blessing to be able to work with them every day. So when you come to your realization, and it sounds like you had time to run parallel and CNN, again, fortunately for you, great company that mm-hmm. was on, you know, ahead of its time. Yeah. As you say, more than, I mean, if you're doing this more than a decade ago, we can all do that math where it was different times. Enlightenment maybe started coming and you're right. It was for, think about how they started for the high achievers. Yeah. For those, let's keep them going and fed and performing at maximum talent so that everybody wins. And that's how I became aware of coaching. And even when life coaching first, you know, started to sprinkle online. And it's really funny sometimes the um, impression people get or just what that word means to them. And it might be a trigger and not a good way type thing. But it is so interesting that you in this day and age where honestly, you can get a coach for anything. Yeah. And you started with a great niche because we don't change women. You know, it's, we get there. We usually have worked much harder to -hmm. get to the spot. And then who are we to think, you know, I work so goddamn hard and do I want to start again? Yes. And we talked about this before we started recording, but Mm-hmm. You know, you and I are both of the the age of, you know, I'm going to be 52. We, I'm much older. <laughs> well, you don't look much older. So, uh, you look if, you li- if you listen to my first episode this year, I didn't even know how old I was. Hey, you know what? That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, 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 that's, that's a good funny. thing. <laughs> uh, that means you're not marking things on the cell wall, you know? Uh, not yet. Uh, not yet. Yeah. But we, we were talking about that. And it's, we grew up in an age where, first of all, women in the workforce as we started in the workforce was we're still kind of new and mm-hmm. we were still it wasn't we weren't equals we're still no. unfortunately not as equal as we could be no nope. but we were Mm-mm. definitely not equals and if you went into the workforce you were a secretary you were this you were that and there's nothing wrong with that but there was no expectation that you were going to move up into an executive role right so there was that right and then that came with this idea of you get a job and you stay in that job for as long as you possibly can, or you should feel lucky to have that job, regardless mm. if you're happy in that job. You should just wait it out to 65 and do the safe thing, especially if, you know, I came up growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. Like we, mm-hmm. my mom had three jobs. She had three kids. I always say she had one job for each kid. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you take that safe job and you hang on to it. Sure. Regardless if you're coming home, like I was coming home at night and just exhausted and crying and feeling like a failure, even though I was one of the most successful in the people in the company, you know, I was the only woman in a big group of men. There was only seven of us at the level I was at. And I was dealing with a lot, but I came up in this mindset of you don't get the choice to love your job. That's not something that is your choice. You mm-hmm. do what you do and you make the money and you pay the bills, you bring home all that bacon and you fry it up in that pan. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really radical for me to have a thought of, 
this isn't right. This is not what I want to portray to my daughter. And this is not the legacy that I want to leave. And this is not healthy for me. I'm physically having issues. So to your point, yes, it's it can be very much where, you know, it's like, I should just ride this out. This is a safe place to be. But if there's that inner voice that's telling you, you aren't done yet, you have more to give. You have more that you want to explore and experience before, Mm -hmm. you know, that final bell, then you know that you need to make a change. And if that's happening for you, then exploring that and really taking the time to plan it out is important. So to the point of, yes, I did have a parallel path. So I spent about a year at CNN knowing that I wanted to do something different. So I financially prepared. I mentally prepared. I began my education as a coach. I did all of those things while I was still at CNN so that I knew that when I left, that my daughter and I weren't going to have a story that included poverty so that we would be okay while I figured things out. And sometimes people leave and they go into a different company, or maybe they go into a different division, or maybe they're getting Mm -hmm. a promotion or whatever it might be, but you need to prepare yourself for that either in whatever direction you're going, because it's going to be change and it's not complacency anymore. So with that, and I'm curious because a common statement I hear often is, I don't have time. How could I possibly have more time? And you, you described how busy your job is. I mean, the hours Mm -hmm. away and yet you for a year prioritized, you scrambled your 24 hours somehow, some way where you were still doing your CNN job and responsibilities, but then you learned, you found something that you liked that drove you And you got your coaching education and certificate and as all part of your plan, same 24 hours, you didn't have any extra time. You didn't get three extra hours a day that someone else didn't know about. Where were your nooks and crannies? Where did you find them? When you find something that you're passionate about, it's amazing how you kind of like crave it. Mm -hmm. So you want to do more of it. And so therefore prioritizing what I was doing wasn't as hard as you might think because I was okay with staying up later at night. I was okay taking a Saturday night and going through and and reading my books and doing Mm -hmm. my things instead of, you know, a thriller book that I might be reading, I might be reading a coaching book, but Mm -hmm. it does, it was starting to feed me. And over the time in that process of a year, I wanted more and more of it. And then there were weekends where I needed to take away from my daughter to go to, Mm because we had on-site training, but I would tell myself that that's okay too, because that's going to open up something much different for me down the line. And it really did. Um, It did, you know, this course I took allowed me to really shift and spend a lot of time with my daughter to the point where she used to really crave my attention. And now she's like, okay, you can... (laughs) Back it up, lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take that helicopter and land that plane. Um, But yeah, so, but, you know, what I did was I I did prioritize and I did, the first thing I needed to do though, was to commit to myself that I was going to complete this. This was not something that I was going to start and then work was going to get in the way. And so I actually started to say the two letters that changed everything for me, which is the N and O. So I started to say, no, if someone 
ask me to do something that didn't need to be done, you know, like go to a cocktail party that didn't need to be gone to, or if there was a trip that I didn't need to go on because my accounting executives could handle it without me, I didn't go. So I just started to say Mm. no to the things that I could say no to and realizing that it wasn't impacting my current job. It wasn't going to impact my reputation. There were things that I could do that gave me more time. And if I had known that or felt that previously, I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to get to the point where I needed to make the shift. I probably would have just become complacent and just said, okay, I'm just going to start saying no. But I'm kind of glad I didn't because it forced me into something completely different and something pretty amazing. I mean, I was 42 at the time when this all Mm -hmm. happened and my boss was an amazing man, but he didn't understand where I was at because he was also offsite. So I was running everything in Detroit. And when I started to say no, he was actually proud of me for saying no to a couple of things because I think he had been waiting for me to do that. To set a boundary perhaps. Right. right. And rather than coming to me and saying, Amanda, you know, you or coaching me in a way, he was kind of waiting for me to come to that on my own. So it actually worked out pretty well. And then my daughter, she saw me studying and she saw me and she was, you know, four at the time, four and five. And so she actually thought it was kind of fun to watch mom do so. And I think the first thing, definitely empowering the first time, yeah. especially when you do realize that you're alive to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> the division did not shut down. The, you know, CNN right. still went on, right. even though we, uh, one story in our heads is like, well, you know, I doubt it's as good as if I did. How else do people develop? If they don't get a chance, let them shine, let them go ahead. You handle that. You got it. They learn from the best. They learn from you. So why not? Yeah. Well, and that's what I say. You need to step back in order for people to step forward and get more opportunity. And that's something that growing up in the business world, like we did, you're going, you're going, you're fast, you're doing it, you're doing, you're doing all the things you're creating, you are the person and you, you know, part of your identity is really tied to all Mm -hmm. of that. So Mm -hmm. saying no, the first time is scary as shit, because you're just like, oh my God, like you said, what's going to happen. But what you realize after you say it, and you're still breathing, then it's Mm -hmm. someone else got the opportunity to step forward, to stretch their muscle, like, and then they're feeling really good about themselves. And it makes you better at your current job by doing that. And it's amazing when you figure that out. It's just scary as all hell because you're like, what if they think that they don't need me now because I'm not there and they Mm. can do it without all of that stuff runs through your mind. Yeah. Getting out of your own way, because if we really think about it, you were there for 17 years. Now you, the company uh, was established before you got there. The company still is uh, in business. Amazing. So you were just like, uh, again, just a barcode, you know, you were just on the graph for this time, a start and an end. And, and then we go on. Exactly. And then what are you going on to? And Mm. if you spend too much time at the, at the job, what are you literally going on to? And I used to tell the people that worked with me on my team, they would be like, Oh, is it okay? You know, I have to take this time off or that time off. And I used to say, if I can't run for, you know, a day or a week without you, then I'm doing something wrong. Correct. And I never said that to myself. So it's like, those are the things that you have to like realize for yourself. So to your question of how did I 
fit that in. I fit that in in the nooks and the crannies, but I created some of those nooks and crannies. And that's the realization that maybe in the beginning, you never thought you had because you worked, you know, all these hours and it was just a demanding job. And, you know, I want time with my daughter. And suddenly you find what you find because like you were passionate about it. it. You were curious and you were thirsty to learn more. Anything new that really like just gets you going. I used to go to the gym at four in the morning. People would be like, oh my God, listen, that was my only time. And I had to leave my house by six. The gym was so many, five minutes away. I had a neighbor that we would go, accountability. We knew the code, you know, whose light was on. If, If the light wasn't on, we would still go alone type thing. Like we had a whole plan. And we did this for like almost a year. And, you know, but then Stephanie fell and broke her ankle and messed the whole thing up. But anywho, (laughs) not at the gym, it's something else. But it was something that I was amazed because I used to, you know, like post that I was there or whatever. And so many people would be like, I can't believe you, you you know, I can't believe you're working out. I'm like, again, it's my only time. But am I there at four in the morning? I am. But I also don't watch TV during the week and I go to bed early. Mm -hmm. So that was my trade-off. Everything mm-hmm. streams. I don't need to watch anything, you know, I, so I don't true. need to catch it up. Whereas you might still be up at nine o'clock. I'm already sleeping because right. Right. I want to, and I get to, it was never, oh, I have to, oh no, I wanted to. And I think that there is a huge like fallacy over people thinking that success is the same for everybody. Yes, I was successful by what the world's terminology was, right? You checked off those boxes. And all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yes, I checked all those boxes, mm-hmm. travel, yada, yada, mm-hmm. had it all. But my vision or my version of success for me is different. Yes, I want to pay the bills, obviously. And I, you know, I do well, but I needed to feel engaged in what I was doing. I needed to be um, curious about things. And I was so out of alignment with that. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even know why. So back to, you know, what gives you passion, right? So the first thing that I had to do was figure out what my values were. And it was such a foreign thing because no one's ever said, Hey, Amanda, what's your values, you know? And I couldn't figure out why I was so unhappy. And then to find out after going through coaching and becoming a coach that it's because I had these core values of family and authenticity and curiosity that were completely being ignored. Mm -hmm. That's why I couldn't be better at my job and I couldn't be better at life. So it was just a very enlightening moment for me. And over the decade that I've been coaching women and talking to them about what they want in their mid-career, like, what is it, you know, I'm not done. I want different. Well, what does different look like? When you ask that question, it's just, uh, I don't know, here's the door, open it into this very dark room, Mm -hmm. but you have to take a step or two to see where the light might peek in to show you something. Yeah. And so- They kept saying, what's next? I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next. So I actually created something to help them figure out what's next. And Mm -hmm. I call it the next framework. Love it. So I work with all of my women in that context, but it's all Mm -hmm. customized. So I have like career next, leadership next, team next, 
accelerate next, and then network next. And the next framework that is kind of, it goes with everything, but it's different, a little bit different for each one. Mm-hmm. It's basically the four things that I've heard women over this past decade use in order to get a career that they truly desired and that were like was feeding them and gave them passion. You know, like N is network, which is, it's not just the network or networking, it's building something that you can actually stand on. So we were talking earlier about your network and it's, you know, all about how do you know them? Are you of service to them? Are they of service to you? Are you getting out there talking? Because women that are in mid-career, they're working, they've got their families, they're not out there talking. They're not out there meeting new people. They're not out there networking at work and outside of work and outside of their industry, right? But they need to be. And so they need to figure out how to do that that works for them. Mm -hmm. And it's not the same for everybody. So true. Just take a minute on the end a minute. Think about where most women are. And if it's not in your, let's say, late 30s, or if your kids are small, and then you have, you know, whatever other moms, or then there are school moms. And when was the last time that you met just other women who became friends, not through your kids, not through work, Outside of school, outside of co- like, when was the last time that happened? That happened actually to me in my mid 40s. And I had clearly declared prior to that, I've got enough friends. Because I had, I had, you know, we had our our friends from my husband who you went to college with. We had that whole group. I had my high school friends. I had that whole group. And then the kids, local moms, I had that whole group. Right. So I had plenty and, you know, occasion and a couple of keepers from some jobs. I had plenty. I declared I never forget. And I went by myself to a wellness woman's group and they were talking about the secret. And then they started a 12 week course of, you know, like exploring the law of attraction. That was something that I was really interested in. And I think in the beginning, there were a dozen of us and that group lasted not six weeks, but what turned out to be like 14 years. Um, I think at the end we were five. Yeah. Crazy. Well, and it also gave you another outlet to be just you and not you at work. It was just me. It was me and my kids and my family knew how important that's when I really started like, okay, and now I'm going to go to book group and I'm going to do this and nope, this is my time. I'm on the calendar. Oh, I'm going to miss your concert. Okay. Well do a good job. Yeah. I love you. I'll see you later. They're like, you're not, no, I'm not. It's group night. I got to go to group. Sorry. Still alive to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. And you do need that. And so that's a great addition to the end for sure. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love the end. It's so important. That's why I just kind of wanted to stay on that because we get, it's part of the lost identity. Absolutely. And that's what I, so many women lose their identity in motherhood and Mm -hmm. their work. I -hmm. lost my identity in my work and in motherhood and found it back, you know, but it's so true. And you need to be reminded of you sometimes. Very important. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. And then the E is educate. And so, you know, these women and me need to continue to share what they know in their education, but also to take the opportunity to learn. So 
you know, I had my boss one time tell me, I don't need to go to this sales training. I've been selling for 20 years. What am Mm -hmm. I going to learn? And it's like, no, there's always something to learn. So take the opportunity when you get it to continue that education. And then X, of course, is for experience. I had to use the X in the without the E, but um, <laughs> X is for experience, you know, and not shutting yourself off from different experiences, not mm-hmm. shutting yourself off from trying something new, not shutting yourself off from, you know, if they say, hey, uh, we'd love for you to go and shadow in this other division or be a mentor to someone else or whatever it might be. Don't shy away from those things. Those are the things that are going to help you learn and also set you apart in your career. And then the T is team. And it goes back to, you know, just being a good delegator, being someone that is there to nurture, being someone who is also building their personal teams where you have a team of people that you can actually go to who are going to tell you the real deal. And these are the things that women who are able to move into their career very quickly and be able to keep that balance do. Mm-hmm. And so the what's next is if you're looking at changing into a career that's completely different, you use mm-hmm. that framework to funnel through where does this fit for me in the networking, in the education. Part of that education is learning about yourself. So where does that fit with my values? Going through that whole framework. And then if you're looking to get a promotion, well, am I using this framework? Is this going to help me get that promotion? So it actually helps them with a roadmap to what's next. Because when I left, I kept saying, no one's showing me what's next. No one's building that road for me. No one has Mm -hmm. this blueprint that I can follow. So I created this framework really for myself as well as the women. And I've done it by listening to hundreds of women tell me the same thing Mm -hmm. um, over and over again for a decade. Isn't that so interesting? Again, yeah, yeah, like success leaves its clues and its crumbs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We wish we were the only ones who felt that way, who did the, no, line us up. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, (laughs) you know, that's such an eye-opening thing. You know, it's like, I had no idea until I went to coaching outside of when I learned what coaching was and it was outside of the advertising industry. And I met women from all these different industries dealing with the same shit. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. And I'm not the only one. And I can be honest in this room because when I was at the coaching symposium, because I was like, I don't know any of you and none of you know anybody that I know in the industry. So I can say whatever I want, Mm -hmm. which was also so empowering because I was always watching my words because I had to be that person that was the vice president of advertising. You had to play, you had to play play the role. Yeah. I had to play the role. And in this room, I was able to just be Amanda. Yes, it was great. And now that's why I am every single day. So it's a great way to to be. I don't know if I could say that if I was still at CNN or in advertising, because I would just always be going to that next level or fighting for that next crumb. So, And so a few things, how did you or did you see a big change or was there a big change? I'll say, you know, what, what are we, a year and a half or a year past? I'll say the great resignation. We have a really different 
work environment and work population. There's a lot of grumblings. We spoke of our age uh, and we have, Mm -hmm. obviously, we're veterans. We have many years of uh, of seasoned, well-seasoned. All those those wonderful keywords that give you age away on a resume. But (laughs) I never use dates and I try to write. Uh You never use dates, that gives it away. Anyway, you have the younger bunch that they don't have to, I'll say, play to what were the rules for us back then. It's so much different. That's a good thing that I think this generation is, you know, really setting the workplace on notice and on its ear. So your clientele. Yeah. Age bands, are they mostly still in the I've done a few things, I'm high achieving, I want to go for more, or maybe even younger that they're like, hell, I want to take over the world. Mm -hmm. Most of the women that I work with are about 40 plus. So Mm -hmm. they've been in corporate America, they've been successful, they're not sure if this is where they want to stay, if they want to go further. Sometimes they come to me, they have an opportunity for promotion, they're not sure if they want it. So we Mm -hmm. coach around that but they are high achieving. And sometimes they want to do something completely different. I've also worked with women who have left the workforce and are now getting back into the workforce and they don't Mm -hmm. know exactly what they want to do. So Mm -hmm. I work with that. But as far as the younger crowd, I have not been working specifically with them as much. I do some work with them through a company called Inforum um, Mm -hmm. and it's a women's network. And I do see a lot of that. And I think the beauty of what you're saying is not just that they have a voice and they use it. It's that they even think that there is an opportunity for them to have a voice. Because I feel like when I was in corporate America, I dealt with quite a bit, but I didn't feel like I could say anything. Because if I said anything, then it would be upon me and it would look badly upon me. So you don't Mm -hmm. say anything. Mm -hmm. That's the way it used to be. And so I do find it a beautiful thing that now we can say something and people will listen. That's very important. But for my women, they are in that phase where it's about who are they? What is their next 20, 25 Mm -hmm. years of work going to look like? Do they want to stick this out in this industry? Or did they pick an industry possibly that once they got here, they realized it wasn't what they wanted and it was just what their college degree said that they should do. So now what does it look like? You know, Mm -hmm. Julia Child started cooking at 38. I always tell them like 38, she started cooking. She never picked up a pan previous to that. And Mm -hmm. so that is something that's really impactful because she's like the quintessential French cook, right? And so it's never too late. There's Mm -hmm. so many women who start something new or enhance what they're doing or go for the gusto, mm-hmm. we aren't done at 40 yeah. or 50. We're not done. And you know, if you do feel like you're done, that's great, but that's not who I'm talking to. So it's funny because when you mentioned, again, I'll say returning to the workforce and you're home, you're doing your thing, your kids get to that age where they're not home, even though they're at school. I mean, you barely yep. see them. And then you're like, you know, this is silly. I worked from home. I worked for myself while mm-hmm. my son was in school. And then 
probably, I think he was a sophomore in high school. I'm like, I'm going to go back to the office. I'm going to go get an office job. Yeah. He's like, but what about me? I'm like, you're hardly home. You're out right. of the house 14 hours a day. I could be at work and home before you even get home. So you know? it's not about you, my friend. So, I mean, I went back to this job at 51 mm-hmm. into the office. And while I was there, I had hired two women and they were coming back from the kids and they were, I was looking for like this just part-time job in one of the departments, mom hours, you know, like 10 to two while your kids, I want someone local. I need an extra set of hands just to handle some administrative work. And this, uh, I'll never forget her. I, I won't say her name out loud. Um, but she had a really strong resume because she was like a um, a Wall Street trader in her day. And you could see it on the thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, you know, so I called her and I said, you sound great. This is this. This is, you know, it's scanning. It's filing. It's this. And she's like, like that I know. Fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> that sounds Fantastic. Yeah, because I because I'm not going back to the city. I'm not going back to that life. But as you say, I'm not done. So, you know, I'm like, great, we'll have you. Phenomenal worker, you know, part time morphed into full time when she could. And now she's on to bigger and better type thing. So it's never too late. And no, I was so happy not. that I picked up the phone that day just to be like, God, you sound, I, I don't want you to be bored. Like I would tell people, oh, yes. I just don't want you yes. running from the building like your hair is on fire. This isn't an exciting whatever. And she's like, it's exactly what I want. That's fantastic. And, you know, it's fantastic that you gave her that opportunity because many people wouldn't have. They would have said, oh, she's I got a lot of pushback from the manager in that department. She's like, oh, she she doesn't want to work here. I'm like, well, gee, she sent her resume in. I'm thinking maybe she would. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you've got your coaching. You've got us women who are be like, okay, we want something else, but we're not really sure how to do it. So where are we going to find you? Thank you for asking. So they can go to amandahercoaching.com. So it's Amanda and then her, H-E-R-R, coaching.com. And everything will be there. Under the work with me tab, you'll see the career next, private coaching, leadership next, which is also private coaching, team next, and then accelerate next, which are group coaching opportunities. Mm. Mm -hmm. And then if you're looking to kind of just use LinkedIn and spruce up your LinkedIn and start your networking, Mm. I do have a network next, which is a two session coaching program. So So smart because LinkedIn is a great place for connections. I resisted LinkedIn for so long. My husband's been very successful on LinkedIn. And finally, this I'm embracing the 2023 is my year of LinkedIn, but it's intimidating. And the fact that you offer a little two day thing, I may... You may see yeah. my name pop up there because I, yeah. I definitely need a little uh, a little coaching, a little help here and there. Absolutely. This has been so informative. I really, I enjoyed this talk so much. I was really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I love the glimmer and promise that we're not done. Right. And you don't just have to settle. It's been my mantra from the beginning of time. There's more for us out there. No, absolutely. I think we're kindred spirits, you and I. So absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely more. And if you're getting that itch 
you have the same 24 hours, answer it, answer, mm-hmm. scratch it, explore. And if you don't have to do it by yourself. And that's why Amanda has her services. So reach on out. All right. I appreciate you guys. 98, 97. I don't know. We're so close. This is crazy. Comments, joyfoundhere.com. Five-star reviews. Remember, we only put out five-star episodes. So it can only be five stars. Apple and especially Spotify. And it's still time. It's only one third of the year. It's not stopping for anybody. So let's get busy. Take that first step. Till next week. Be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.